If you've got a thirst for knowledge that never quits, Brightside Podcasts are just what you need. Whether you're into recent discoveries, space exploration, true stories, or useful tips for self improvement, psychology, gadgets, or just your day to day routine, there's something for everyone. A human year is not the same as a dog year. You might have thought that dogs age seven times faster than we do, but it's not that simple. A dog that's been around for one year is, in fact, already 31. It will most likely even have its own little puppies running around. But here's where it gets tricky. Two human years don't necessarily mean that your dog is 62 either. Your buddy will need to be around four in our years before it reaches old age. A four-year-old dog will be 50, but a seven-year-old dog will be 62. And an eight-year-old dog will only be 64. So, they age faster, but also slower and slower as time passes by. The next time you're celebrating your best bud's birthday, be sure to put lots of candles on the cake and buy even more presents than you normally would. A common misconception is that dogs are colorblind. They're not, but they don't see color exactly as we do. They have trouble distinguishing between their reds and greens. It all just looks like a mash of gray, brown, blue, and even yellowy tones. That's because their eyes lack one of three photoreceptors needed to perceive colors fully. You can't teach an old dog new tricks. Wrong! Because of their old age, they might need more persistence from you, but it's not impossible. The key here is to be as positive as you can. If you see they're not feeling up to it right now, that's okay. Let them rest. And in a little bit, you can pick the training session back up. Reward still needs to be a big part of the whole ordeal. After Max successfully speaks, give it its favorite biscuit. Then, it'll speak on command whenever you ask it to. That dog has shoes on. They might seem unnecessary, but today, the weather's 90 degrees outside. Imagine walking with your bare feet on asphalt during this heat. You'd feel like you're stepping on lava, and so would your pup. Some dogs are better equipped to handle different weather conditions, but dog shoes can prevent your little buddy from harming its paws. It's the same during winter, when it's freezing cold, you wouldn't just walk around without a jacket on, so make sure your buddy is warm too. Dogs with a lot of fur don't need to get their hair cut to feel lighter. They have what's called an undercoat. In winter, it gets thicker, which gives your buddy an extra layer of protection from the cold. Then, during springtime, your dog will shed some of its fur. It's that same undercoat that will keep your dog comfy during hotter days. When you shave a dog's fur, the new one coming in might get curly or entangled. It might just be better to leave it as is. You can also find different alternatives to keep them cool. Keep it in the shade when they're out and always bring a bottle of cold water with you so your buddy's always refreshed. At home, you can put damp towels for them to lie on. If you have a garden, you can also turn its sprinklers on and let Max run free. It'll exercise and have lots of fun. Not all dogs are great swimmers, but all dogs love swimming. If yours can't swim all that well, it might be because it has a bulky chest and a large flat head. In fact, it might not even be able to stay afloat. Get it a swimming vest designed especially for dogs. Some people might say a slightly open window is enough to keep a dog in the car, 
This isn't true, because after spending just a few minutes in a heated or cold car might mean severe health implications for your best friend. Some states even let you let a dog out of the car if you see it in there to let it breathe. If your dog can't stand mail carriers, it might be because it's trying to protect you. They bark because they're trying to alert you, their pack leader, that the vicious mail carrier is coming. You can fix this by introducing them to one another. This way, your dog will recognize them as a friend and not a villain. Unlike you, your dog isn't yawning because it's sleepy. Yawning is a way for them to show anxiety. If it doesn't like cats and there's one around, it could yawn. Or maybe there's a new person in the house and Max isn't feeling comfortable in their presence. Or you take your dog to a play date, but they're not getting along. Max keeps yawning because he's getting upset. Yawning is also a way to show you it's running out of patience. It might be time for both of you to leave. Dogs eat grass when they're sick, but this isn't always the case. Catching your dog eating grass when you've been talking to your friend for way longer than you should have probably means it's just bored. They do it to be rebellious too, or just because it's fun. It won't be a problem if the grass isn't treated. Either way, just make sure it doesn't eat too much of it. Otherwise, head out to the vet. Even a little bit of chocolate is poisonous for your pup and should be kept hidden away at all times. This includes cocoa powder and baker's chocolate. This applies to cats too. If you suspect that your pet has eaten a large amount of chocolate, take it to the vet's office immediately. Well-trained dogs will do what they're supposed to and obey commands, but don't think they'll never bite you. It can act out of emotion. Imagine your dog scared. You've put it in an uncomfortable situation with lots of new faces. This has been going on for a while and Max isn't able to control his emotions anymore. So, a new person tries to reach it to give it a pet and gets punished. Nothing harsh, but it was unexpected. Maybe it felt like it needed to be defensive. Thinking they're protecting and guarding you is another reason why a dog might bite. Or if they're feeling too intimidated by whoever it might be. You've got two dogs and you're about to enter your house. One of them is waiting for you in its bed. It doesn't make a big whoop about it rather than wagging its tail. The other one comes running to the door. It whimpers, jumps, and wags its whole body while running in circles around you. This doesn't mean it loves you more. It just means it's not properly trained yet. Tail wagging doesn't always mean your dog is excited. You can observe a dog's tail to understand what it's feeling. If it holds its tail high but isn't moving it, it's alert but also trying to assert its leadership. Still held high, the tail is moving now. It means the feelings changed a bit. It's alert but happy. It's still trying to show it's the boss here. But at least it's feeling excited now. When its tail is between the legs, your dog's feeling afraid. Or if there's an alpha dog around, it might mean your buddy admits its leadership. A tail that's held straight out means the dog is taking in new information, feeling the room. It's not reacting though, it'll stay neutral while doing this. If a dog's tail is wagging fast, it means excitement. The faster they wag their tail, the more excited they are. A slow wag conveys insecurity. It might be because of another dog or person. Now, imagine your dog is wagging its entire body. You even see its hips wagging. This means it's friendly. It might happen when you're in the elevator. 
and it spots its best friend from the apartment complex. The worst wag of them all is an extremely fast vertical wagging tail. When doing this, your dog can be mean to others. It might be feeling territorial over you. It's best to remove yourself from the situation. If your dog's tail is wagging to the right, it means it's more relaxed. And a left wagging tail means stress. Leopard seals look so cute, don't they? You wouldn't expect a creature with such lovely eyes to harm you, especially since, on TV, seals were always represented as playful animals who like to goof around with humans. But leopard seals are apex predators you shouldn't trust that much. After all, they got the name after a black spotted coat, similar to the one a big cat has. That means they're at the top of the food chain, with rarely any other animal ready to oppose them. It's not that common, but there are known cases where they attacked humans. They're generally more aggressive than other seals. And they're not animals that play well with others. Generally, they prefer to spend time by themselves. The ends of their mouths are permanently curled upward, which looks like they always smile. Since they're solitary animals, finding a partner is harder, so they vocalize to attract it. They even sometimes sing underwater. Dingoes. When you see one, you might think you're looking at an average street dog. But be careful. Dingoes are more closely related to wolves than dogs. They're the biggest land predator in Australia and apex predators. They go after their prey in packs. When they get together, they can confront even bigger animals like the red kangaroo. They generally avoid humans, but when in significant numbers, you should avoid them. Who doesn't love pandas? Because they look so adorable and innocent, they've become a symbol of kindness and peace. Also, they're very lazy since they spend most of their time resting and eating bamboo. Sounds peaceful, but you better not mess with them. If you accidentally cross a panda's territory or the animal senses you're a danger, it can hurt you. They have strong jaws and claws, and in most cases, they're way stronger than humans. They rarely attack humans, but you're safer knowing that pandas are one of those animals you should leave to enjoy their own peace. Slow Loris. These animals are so slow that even when something dangerous is approaching, they just stop moving. And don't let their big wide eyes and tiny nose get you. This creature may be adorable, but its bite is venomous and can get you into a lot of trouble. Scientists say Slow Loris tends to mimic a cobra. It's one of the few venomous mammals in the animal kingdom. And they don't secrete the venom in their mouth like a majority of other animals. Their secret lies in a sweat gland on their arms. So when you think about it, it's not a cute teddy bear, but more like a real little monster. The same goes with koalas. They look so calm, but they'll also attack you if they see you as a threat. It's not that they're typically dangerous animals. They spend most of their time high in eucalyptus trees since they sleep 22 hours a day. And if you came across a koala in the wild, the animal would probably just climb higher so it could avoid you. But if it felt threatened, it would most likely use its teeth and claws as a defense. A swan does not only look delicate and graceful, but romantic too. Many associate swans with true love, but in their case, love hurts because these animals could really harm you. If they see you as a potential danger, they'll do whatever it takes to protect themselves and especially their young. First, they will start hissing like a cat and then flap their giant wings. You should already be running at this point, 
because they can use their strong beaks to pull, bite, and hit with their powerful wings. Platypus. This one looks a bit like a mythical creature and a combination of different animals. Take a look at its webbed feet and the snout. Definitely a duck, right? It has the fur of an otter and a paddle tail like a beaver. And they look so graceful when you see them swimming underwater using their webbed front feet. But they're not so elegant while walking on land. You see their nails come out so they can walk better. Also, the males are venomous. You can see sharp stingers on the heels of their rear feet. And remember, they'll use them for self-defense. Poison Dart Frog A toad looks way more dangerous than this small, charming one that looks surprisingly beautiful, considering it's a frog. But in reality, a toad is just not that good-looking. It won't harm you, unlike a poison dart frog. There are over a hundred poison dart frog species, and they all have different toxicity levels. The golden one is the most dangerous that can take down 10 humans if they only touch it. A hedgehog has a special place in most people's hearts. Looking at this cute creature curling up like a little ball and running so innocently. But it's still a prickly animal that uses the spikes when it feels it needs to defend itself from something dangerous. Its quills can puncture your skin. And well, that hurts! The anteater. With their warm, benign eyes, anteaters look so harmless. They don't even have teeth to defend themselves and hurt us. But they do have claws. They mostly use them to get food, but they won't hesitate to use them when they believe you could harm them. Also, did you know their tongues are covered in spikes? Yup, that's their main tool for collecting food. And their tongue can be up to two feet long. It's long and narrow, so anteaters can easily maneuver it down into some pretty narrow spaces to look for termites and ants for lunch. Owls are not even that adorable, but they look so shy and clever. Plus, you'd never say they even pay any attention to you. But what can really make them mad is if you come closer and interfere with their nests. They have big, sharp claws, so it's not an animal you want to mess with. They can rotate their heads 270 degrees, so even if you're coming from their back, don't think they won't see you. Kangaroos aren't generally those animals that go around looking for trouble. But if you face them, they're not afraid to stand up for themselves and show you who's in charge. They can go after a human as if it's another kangaroo. Their arms are very strong and they're even able to grapple with you with their forepaws. But it's way worse when they kick out with their hind legs. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Deer look like they came from an idyllic fairy tale, but be careful. Males have antlers, and it can be tricky if you come too close and they perceive you as a potential threat. They also have a habit of trampling private gardens and eating what they find. They can be dangerous for some domestic animals people have in their backyards, especially dogs. Red foxes can't harm us looking like that, right? They can carry the rabies virus, so it's better not to interact with them too much. Even though they generally avoid humans, they can be aggressive towards them and some small animals. 
They're pretty unpredictable, so be careful. Raccoons look friendly and cute, and it seems that the only trouble they can bring is turning over your trash can, but not quite. These little fellas are definitely not afraid to show their teeth when they sense something dangerous, even though it's just you going out to see what's making that noise in your trash can. And their little paws might be cute at first, but they're hiding sharp claws you wouldn't want to mess with. Tarsiers are among the tiniest and most adorable primates in the world. Although the first thing you'd want to do when you see one is to give them a hug, you better think twice. They're not outright dangerous, but they're not fans of humans trying to touch them, so they can react pretty neurotically if that happens. Better admire them from a distance. Lions, elephants, and bears! Oh my! Three of the most beautiful yet intimidating members of the animal kingdom. But what intimidates these creatures, if anything? You might be surprised. Let's take a look. How about we start with the universally recognized king of the jungle, the lion. We'll get to the elephants in a moment, but there's actually one in the room. You know, the one that claims that a certain jungle cat is afraid of the most vital substance known to man? A small hint, it covers 70% of Earth's surface. So, is it true? Is the ferocious lion afraid of water? It's actually a myth. Lions enjoy taking a dip in the water because it allows them to cool off. This makes sense if you think about the climates the creatures have to face. Temperatures in a savanna climate range from 68 to 86 degrees Fahrenheit. You know all of us humans hit the beach whenever the weather is like that. So why should we expect anything different from the lion? Especially given that the creatures typically carry around between 280 and 420 pounds of weight, as well as a thick coat of fur. The ironic thing about this whole lions are afraid of water myth is that they're actually fantastic swimmers. The same goes for all of your other favorite large cats from these warm weather climates, such as tigers, leopards, jaguars, and ocelots. It's actually large cats from cold climates that do their best to avoid water. This applies to such felines as bobcats, lynxes, and snow leopards. The latter lives in places like the cold alpine tundra biome. That's a rocky mountainous area. Temperatures there, on average, get as low as 33 degrees Fahrenheit. Again, it makes perfect sense that these big, cold-weather cats despise water. Getting their fur coats wet would dampen their chances of staying warm, pun intended. I don't think you have to look too far to piece together where this lions are afraid of water comes from. In fact, there's a good chance for some of you watching this video that the reason is near your computer screen right now, jumping around and causing mischief. That's right, we may have jumped ourselves to a conclusion that certain behavioral aspects of our own pet cats would match that of a lion. House cats, though related to all the previously mentioned big cats, are not actually directly descended from them. They instead have developed over millions of years from a single wild ancestor that still exists in the wild today, the Near Eastern Wildcat. As water is not plentiful in the Middle East, these cats were not exposed to it to any great degree. Like their descendants, they only appreciate it as a food source. As you likely see with your pet, they hardly bathe, swim, or interact with water in general. Lucky for them, they don't even need to. These domestic felines use their tongues to clean themselves. They can do this because their tongues have tiny hook-shaped papillae. 
They assist cats in grooming out knots and keeping the coat clean, sweet-smelling, and in overall mm. immaculate shape. Cats, in general, are individualistic creatures. And you may be screaming at your screen right now, proclaiming that your cat, in fact, loves water. And this is definitely possible. Some cats even like to play with water. For example, drips from the tap or bubbles in the bath. There are specific breeds of house cats that are known to enjoy the aqua life more than others. The Turkish Van, for example, which is also appropriately known as the swimming cat. It's believed that the breed developed an affinity for water by swimming in Lake Van to cool down. This lake is in the area the animals evolved from. Moving on to a problem a cat definitely doesn't have to deal with. Have you ever heard of musophobia, also known as surifobia? Both words are valid names for a fear of mice and rats. There is a common belief that one particular animal that has this fear is the beautiful elephant. That's right, the same animal that, depending on the species, stands at the height of roughly 10 feet and weighs about 9,000 pounds. It's supposedly afraid of a creature that is a mere 4 inches in length and weighs less than 1 pound. But why did this belief appear? Well, the reasoning for this rumor is based on the possibility that elephants are paranoid about mice climbing inside their trunks. If a mouse succeeded in doing this, there would be a potential that it could cause irritation and blockage within the trunk. Now, I'm not trying to be the guy who spoils parties, but it looks like this belief is also a myth. Researchers claim that there's no concrete evidence that suggests elephants are afraid of mice. The most they'll concede is that the giant animal may sometimes take fright by the sudden appearance of the tiny rodent, which is the exact same for ourselves. Experts also claim that even if a mouse did get inside an elephant's trunk, the latter could effortlessly blow it back out with a puff of air. There's also some evidence that, in most cases, the animal remains unbothered by rodents and even allows mice to climb on their heads and trunks. Researchers are sure that as long as an elephant is healthy, there's no other animal that it fears simply because of its size. So, lions aren't afraid of water, elephants don't seem to be afraid of mice, then are any of these animal fear rumors real? Hmm. We're probably going to be left just as disappointed by asking if a bear has any legit fear, right? Well, ladies and gentlemen, please give a round of applause for none other than people's best friend. That's right, bears do feel quite uncomfortable whenever they are around dogs. And all this despite a very distant genetic link to them. When the two creatures encounter each other, the dog has the ability to chase, intimidate, corner, or antagonize the bear. As for the powerful animal, it will instead try to avoid any run-ins with the dog. There's even a type of Finnish dog breed known as the Karelian bear dog. This dog species is specifically used for standing up to large animals, such as bears. This dog has a great sense of direction, body flexibility, and control, courage, sense of smell, and persistence. So, does this mean you can walk with your dog through an area known to have bears and feel absolutely calm and confident because of the presence of your loyal companion? Not really. Despite the fact that bears may be nervous around dogs, we can't forget their size and power. The American black bear can reach a height of nearly 7 feet and weigh up to 660 pounds. If a mother bear has nowhere to run or feels that her cubs might be in danger, 
it's extremely possible that she will lash out, which can only mean big trouble for you or your dog. So, nobody should ever test this theory. Instead, if you're ever planning to visit an unknown area with your dog, you should first plan ahead and familiarize yourself with the wildlife you may encounter there. Because you never know what a bear will do when it notices you and your pooch, especially given their mild case of xenophobia, which is the name given to a fear of dogs. At least we were able to find one genuine fear of another animal out of these three tough members of the animal kingdom. Weird that a dog, something that gives so many of us such joy and comfort in our own homes, is still the creature that's brave enough to take on a bear if need be. Well, not all heroes wear capes. Some just wear fur and a dog collar. Why don't we take a look at what frightens these great companions of ours? Ever wondered why your own dog becomes uncomfortable when it hears loud noises? The degree of fear differs in each dog. But it's the simple unpredictability of thunder and flashing lightning, or loud bangs that accompany firework displays, that causes your dog uneasiness. The inability to understand what's causing this deafening noise may cause your dog to tremble, tuck its tail between its legs, or even run away from home. Another thing that can really frighten our loyal pets is when we leave them all alone by themselves. This can, unfortunately, lead to being a nightmare for your next-door neighbors because a common symptom of this fear is excessive barking. This fear may also cause problems closer to home. Ever asked yourself why your dog chewed up your sofa? Housebreaking accidents are typical when a dog has separation anxiety. You can't stay mad at your dog for long, though, right? Your pooch will make it up to you when you guys run into a bear. Hmm. Looking for something slimy? Well, many people tend to believe that snails are just slugs with shells. But even though they look so similar, they're completely different species. Slugs don't need any protective shells, as all their internal organs are, well, internal, inside their slimy bodies. They can squish themselves and get into hard-to-reach places. Which is why slugs can often be found in the most unlikely spaces, like under tree bark or inside tiny crevices, or at the library pretending to study for exams. Snails, on the other hand, are tightly connected with their shells and can't survive without one. Unlike hermit crabs, which replace their shells as they grow, snails are born with a shell on their back. Baby snails look adorable with those fragile translucent bubbles that calcify and become bigger and tougher with age. Cute? Well, you be the judge. Many of the snail's internal organs are inside the shell, too, meaning that if it gets crushed or damaged, well, the animal would probably not survive. Still, a snail can repair small scratches and cracks in the shell with the help of proteins and calcium secreted by its mantle. Now, turtles are very close to snails in this regard, by the way, because contrary to common myth, they can't leave their shell at a whim either. A turtle's shell is an integral part of its body, And despite the reptile being able to hide its head and paws inside to protect itself from predators, its skeleton is fused with the hard shell. And just like any other animal skeleton, it grows with the turtle itself. Now, koalas do only eat eucalyptus leaves, but there are over 600 different kinds of those. And koalas only munch on 30, or just 5% of what's available on the menu. So it has to be a very specific eucalyptus tree to make a good meal for a picky koala. These adorable creatures also have something in common with domestic cats. 
they sleep for 18 to 20 hours a day. Polar bears aren't at all white. Their skin is black under the fur. They need the white color to disguise themselves while on the hunt. The color black absorbs the sun better than any other, while white fur doesn't stop sunlight. Rays pass right through it. In a sense, a polar bear has transparent fur. There's a myth that dogs and cats see the world in black and white. In reality, they just can't distinguish some colors. Nobody knows how exactly dogs see. Some think they only distinguish two colors. Could be blue and yellow, for all we know. But they can see shades of other colors better than people. And cats have wonderful night vision. They need about seven times less light than a human to see in the dark. Now, giraffes were thought to be mute. But recently, it's been found that they make low-frequency sounds at night to communicate with each other. During the day, they don't say a word and warn each other of danger in a very unusual way by moving their well-developed eyebrows. It's likely that at night, it's difficult to see the eyebrows, so they start talking for real. While we're on the topic of giraffes, these animals sleep much more than 30 minutes a day, but probably not as much as you do. Their sleeping pattern is quite typical. After researchers monitored a herd of giraffes, they found out they slept at night and took short naps in the afternoon. In total, each giraffe had around 5 hours of sleep every day. Oh, and by the way, a herd of these guys is actually known as a tower of giraffes. Makes sense with the long necks. Seagulls can drink seawater. There are salt-secreting glands near their eyes. These glands purify seawater very quickly, and the salty residue comes out through the nostrils. Yep, you guessed it, salty snot. The Adele penguins are real romantics. They only have one partner for life. The male must give a smooth stone to the female to create a family. You could say that's kind of an engagement ring. Like humans, though, a female penguin may refuse and not accept the ring. Hmm. Speaking of animal love, foxes are romantic too. Male foxes are good fathers and husbands. They're devoted to their loved ones for life. They look after the females and even pick fleas from their fur. Ah. Male foxes improve their whole houses and take an active part in their baby's upbringing. Dolphins can sleep with one eye closed and the other one open. Half of the brain dreams and rests, yes. and the second half closely monitors the environment for signs of danger. The perfect brain for sleeping during boring classes and meetings. Hey, I didn't say that. Besides, dolphins manually control their breathing. They can simply drown if their whole brain is sleeping. Sea otters are the cutest sleepers among all animals. In the summer, because of the heat, sea otters spend all the time in water. They swim on their backs and sleep in that position. The babies are sleeping on their mother's stomach, and two adults hold each other by the paws so that they're not carried apart by water currents. Ostriches don't stick their heads in the sand when threatened. In fact, these guys don't bury their heads at all. This myth has spread thanks to that famous idiom to hide one's head in the sand. In real life, ostriches have to dig holes in the sand for their eggs because they're flightless birds. To make sure they're evenly heated, ostriches put their heads in there to rotate the eggs from time to time. But ostriches still have some escaping mentality. When they face some threat, they can flop to the sand and stay perfectly still, pretending they aren't alive. Now, according to a popular misbelief, Sharks can breathe only while moving because swimming helps them push water over their gills. Although many kinds of sharks are designed this way, many others, like bottom-dwelling nurse sharks, 
don't need swimming to pump oxygen-rich water over their gills. Meanwhile, all sharks do lack swim bladders, so if they stop swimming, they'll probably sink to the bottom. But luckily, a shark's body can't be compressed. That's why rapid descents or ascents are safe for them. Scientists from Japan played audio recordings for cats to prove they're truly dismissive. In those recordings, the owners of the cats called them by their names. Cats' pupils dilated, the animals moved their tails, legs, or ears. Cats heard people, but rarely responded. It's all about evolution. Cats came to people because they were attracted by mice that ate grains. They lived close to people, but were never tame. And yet, we keep feeding them. Birds are actually the only surviving dinosaurs. They evolved from theropods, the dinosaurs that ran on two legs. Yep, T-Rex is a distant relative of chickens, ostriches, and even hummingbirds. In reality, flamingos are white. The bird turns pink due to beta-carotene. This pigment is found in the algae and the shrimp that it feeds on. You can change your color, too. If you eat a lot of carrots, your skin will turn slightly orange. This will happen because of the high beta-carotene content in the vegetable. Sailors from all over the world talked about the giant squid they met on their voyages. For many years, scientists considered monsters with long tentacles to be a myth. But in 2004, the first photo of a giant squid was taken. They actually exist. Scientists have registered an animal that has grown to 43 feet. Mosquitoes actually bite some people more than others. The most delicious humans are those with type O blood. Also, these insects have really good eyesight. They're attracted by green, black, and red colors. So check the color of your clothes before you go camping. You can actually put a shark in a trance for 15 minutes. To do this, you need to stroke the nose of a dangerous animal with your hand. This sort of hypnosis is called tonic immobility that happens thanks to the receptors in the shark's nose. When stroked, the receptors send a lot of signals and the shark's brain is unable to process them all. Now, what it doesn't say here is exactly how you get close enough to a shark to rub its nose. I'd say that's important information, don't you think? Elephants aren't afraid of mice, per se. But these massive animals have bad vision. They also move fairly slowly. That's why they can get startled by a bird or a small creature, like a mouse darting past them. Just the element of surprise, nothing more. The chameleon can change its color, but this creature doesn't do it to camouflage itself. The color change helps the animal regulate its temperature and communicate with peers. Now, when most dogs pant, their tongues hang out of their mouths. That's why many people think that's how they sweat. In reality, dog sweat glands are located on their paw pads. Plus, there are other sweat glands all over their bodies. Dogs pant to evaporate moisture from their nasal passages, tongues, and the lining of their lungs. This also helps to cool them down. You might leave wasps alone, but don't be so sure they'll do the same. Bees do respect human boundaries, and if you don't bother them, they won't hurt you. But wasps are so bad-tempered, they can sting you even if you're just walking by their nest. Well, phooey on them. Psst, run! Really? It's not safe out there. There's a saber-toothed tiger looking around. You better be careful. What are you doing? Don't peek. Okay, just one little peek. How's this possible, you ask? That's because you're in virtual reality, of course. 
These cool but very dangerous-looking big cats were alive during the last ice age. What if they decided to show up at your doorstep out of nowhere? Knock-knock! A saber-toothed tiger is waiting for you to buy its cookies. Meanwhile, the coelacanth, this massive-looking fish, comes from a lineage that's been around for over 300 million years. We thought they didn't exist anymore until 1938, that is, when a live coelacanth was found again. Since then, they've been roaming the waters of the east coast of Africa and the waters of Sulawesi, Indonesia. Man, I wouldn't want to go for a swim and meet one of these fellas face-to-face. Their jaw has an intracranial joint, which means their mouth opens up by a lot. This is so they can eat large prey, like me. Not good. They're huge, too. Imagine a fish that's as long as you're tall and weighing as much as an average human. The takahe, a flightless bird, was thought to be gone in the year 1898. They're very cute, small and multicolored, usually not taller than your knee. But picture this. You're out for a hike in the Murkison Mountains. Looking around, you spot the bird you thought was extinct. But there they are, as happy as ever, surviving and chilling. A whole colonies of takahes was indeed found just 50 years after they were pronounced extinct. Good job, tiny little birds! A singing dog. Ever heard of those? Riley does sing sometimes when he's bored or hungry, but these are real performers. New Guinea singing dogs. They've been only recently discovered again in the wild for the first time in 50 years. Still, they were never completely extinct to begin with. New Guineans made sure they were safe next to them. But in the wild? Very rare and hard to catch a sight of. Look, there goes one. The New Guinea singing dogs are called so because of their famous high-pitched singing. They sometimes sing together, too. A dog choir of sorts, where they all howl together. I bet they sing better than I do in the shower. Not going far from this area, we have bats. But these ones are sort of different. You see, their ears are enormous. I guess that's why they're called the New Guinea big-eared bats. Clever. The species was found again when one of them was accidentally caught in a bat trap. Until then, I guess they were playing hide-and-seek with us. Because up till 1890, they had been thought to be gone. They're still not out of the danger zone because of habitat loss. Imagine you discover a fossil of a species you thought had been extinct for a long time. Yet, two years later, a whole living group of said species is found. Well, this is exactly what happened in 1977 with the Mallorcan midwife toad. It's sort of brownish in color with darker brown that makes up its skin spots. Other than that, it's just a small toad with googly eyes. The group of live toads was found close to where the fossil was on the island of Mallorca. There aren't many of them left, about 500 in fact, and as of right now, they're declared vulnerable by the International Union for Conservation of Nature. Now, are you a fan of tortoises? You will be when you take a look at this huge beauty. It's called the Ferdinanda Island Galapagos tortoise. It hasn't been seen since 1906, but on February 17, 2019, we were finally able to look at one of these beautiful creatures. It's probably out there with a few of its mates right now, but they also don't allow themselves to be seen. We only know they exist because there's a few tracks and scents. 
With yet another frog, we have the horned marsupial frog. They're out and about in Ecuador, in the Chaco Forest to be more specific. They're called this way because of their distinctive horns directly on top of their eyes. You know the pouch kangaroos use to carry their offspring? Well, the female horned marsupial frog also has that, except it's on the back, so it acts as sort of a backpack. They develop their embryos there, and when they're ready to come out, they hatch as complete infants, unlike regular frogs where they start out as tadpoles. One more toad, the starry night toad or harlequin toad. They're black and covered with loads of white spots all over them. Lost for 30 years, it was discovered back in 2019. Picture them as big bodyguards, water bodyguards to be exact. Oh, that's a very big toad on your screen. Well, for the Arawako people, that's exactly what they are, guardians of water. They also have their own name for them, guna. Sounds like a cheese. When scientists found them yet again, they came across 30 of these little creatures. But initially, they were expecting only one. Well, what a nice surprise. Here's a tiger for you, although it doesn't quite look like your typical tiger. It's called the Tasmanian tiger, and it seemingly disappeared since 1936. But then, out of nowhere, people started seeing them out there in the wild just five years ago in 2016. They sort of resemble dogs more than tigers, or a fox maybe. Just take a look at its muzzle. Maybe even a mix of both. Then, a few others started popping up too. And if you happen to think you're seeing one right in front of you, but you're not quite sure, check if they've got stripes on their back. They're definitely out there, but still technically marked as extinct by the IUCN. Okay, picture a horse that looks straight out of a movie scene. Tiny, gorgeous fur, very well behaved. It's tiny, but it's not a pony. It's a Caspian horse. They have an interesting backstory to them. They were discovered by Louise Leyland, who got married to an aristocrat in 1957. Having moved to Tehran, Iran, she didn't quite like how the horses behaved there, so she took matters into her own hands. She took a few people with her, and off they went to the Caspian Sea Mountain. And in there, they found three of these beautiful tiny little horses. Now that's how the story goes. Coming up next, a possum that was found in an unexpected place. Guess where? You have three options to pick from hiding in a ski resort, in the Australian outback, or in someone's apartment in the bathroom. Which one do you choose? You have three seconds. The right answer is a ski resort. Yes, this possum is called the mountain pygmy possum, and it's originating from Australia. So far, there are three different living populations of this tiny possum, but it was believed to be extinct until just 1966. There are fewer than 100 of them, so the IUCN has marked them as critically endangered. Also from Australia is the night parrot, an absolute delight to birdwatchers. Very beautiful, yet mysterious. These little fellas live in very remote areas. You can probably count on the fingers of your hand how many times these birds have been seen since they were found again in 1979. That's how rare they are. Have you ever seen a pygmy tarsier? Neither have I. 
It was only in 2008 that three of them were caught. Scientists don't really want to lose track of their movements again, so what they did was gift them with tiny little collars. This way they can live their life as happy as ever and will know they're safe. The last one I want to tell you about is the tree lobster. But as the name might mistakenly tell you, they're not really lobsters. They're just big black bugs with huge legs. Their extinction story is a sad one. In 1920, a cargo ship got stuck on Lord Howe Island, and it had rats aboard. These rats fled the ship and ran straight to land. Even though tree lobsters are bigger than most insects, they're still relatively small compared to rats. The poor things never stood a chance. Still, in 2004, life shone again for these distinct critters. A pair of Australian scientists were out and about on the island and came across 24 of them. All of them were living beneath one single shrub. Hey, if there's enough space for everyone, it's not small, it's cozy. Bottom line, it's better to be distinct than extinct. Don't you agree? You're walking through the park with your lovely little poodle. You throw the ball. The pet runs after it and brings it back. You throw again, and he's running happily. Then he stops. The poodle freezes, shivers, then turns around and looks at you. Get it, Snowball! But he doesn't listen. Then you approach the ball, pick it up, and look at the dog. Snowball stares at you with a piercing look. You throw the ball next to him. Snowball, take it! The dog puts his paw on the ball, then slowly shakes his head as a sign of refusal. You're a little scared and look around. You notice some other people in the park also have problems with their pets. Some dogs are barking at their owners. Others are running around. Your poodle looks at you like you've done something bad. Then it goes away. You're running after Snowball, asking him to come back. You leave the park and find yourself on the road. You can hear the creaking of tires nearby. Several people are running in your direction. They're scared. You try to ask them what's happened, but after a second, you understand it yourself. Several elephants, zebras, lions, and gorillas are moving along the road. They jump on cars, demolish hydrants, knock people off their feet. Elephants are screaming through their trunks. When they run past you, you notice penguins sitting on the back of these huge animals. You don't forget about Snowball and decide to find your dog. You're wandering through the streets, meeting other people who lost their pets too. You've got a lot of messages on your phone. Your friends are asking you to check the news. You go online and see that all over the world, animals' behavior has become strange. You can see footage of a panda getting into someone's car and driving away. Another video captured several wolves standing in line at the supermarket. Chimpanzees are running out of a store with packs of books. In another video, several seals push a fisher out of his boat. Three waiters are sitting in the corner of a restaurant while lions are walking around them and roaring. One of these animals puts its paw on the menu. It looks like it wants to order some food. You don't notice a giraffe standing next to you. It bows its head and is also watching the video on your phone. You scream and run away. You approach your house and see Snowball. Your pet is surrounded by several stray cats and dogs. 
Looks like they're communicating with each other. They notice you and immediately run in different directions. You get into the house with Snowball. Cook your lunch and pour dry food into his bowl. Snowball refuses to eat those crunchy meatballs. He points his paw at your plate and jumps on a chair and waits for you to serve him a normal meal. It's all strange, but you give him your food and sit down next to the dog. After lunch, the dog runs into the living room and sits near the wardrobe. You open it. Snowball points at the second shelf with his nose. There's some blank paper there. You put one sheet on the floor. Snowball jumps onto the table and takes a pen with his mouth. The dog's holding it with his teeth and drawing something on the paper. After five minutes, you look at the drawing and realize that it's a crooked, incomprehensible inscription. And it says, from now, I understand everything. You look at the poodle and he nods. From this moment on, the lives of all people on the planet are changing. Your pet isn't the only one who has become sentient. All the mammals in the world are now as intelligent as humans. Dogs no longer walk the streets on leashes. Many pets run away from their owners and never come back. Others stay in houses and apartments, but only under certain conditions. Any pet has to eat the same food as their owner, sleep on a separate bed, choose TV shows to watch, and walk out when they want. Scientists around the world offer animals a chance to pass intelligence tests. Zebras pound out some famous melodies with their hooves. Gorillas are excellent at drawing and writing. Bulls draw geometric shapes on the sand with their horns. As soon as people realize the animals are smart, they decide to release all the mammals from captivity. Pigs, sheep, cows, and other farm animals escape from farms and pastures. They want to be free. Meat products are disappearing from all stores. Milk production slows down because not every cow wants to share it with people. Animals get freedom, but it isn't enough. They want to say something important, but they can't because their vocal cords are not capable of it. To solve this problem, scientists create a collar that reads an animal's brain activity and turns their thoughts into words. Now mammals can speak with robot voices. A million wild and domestic animals come out of forests and the jungle all around the world. Reporters gather around them with cameras. A llama with a collar approaches the microphone. It declares the planet belongs not only to people, but to animals as well. From now on, people are prohibited from harming nature. If they violate the agreement, the animals will begin to take over the cities. A 500-page act is signed. The terms of the agreement are written in detail. Some of the animals move to the forests and jungles, but some mammals want to live in a comfortable urban environment. Several years pass. Animals and people are getting used to a new way of life. Every mammal living with humans now wears a speech collar. This allows them not only to communicate with humans, but also to become full-fledged society members. Now you can see wolves delivering mail on the streets. Antelopes work as track and field coaches. Orangutans work as librarians. One bat becomes a popular DJ and makes the best techno parties. 
people have learned a lot about animals thanks to the collars. It turns out that bulls are mannered, gallant gentlemen who don't like aggression and fights. Lions admit they love popularity. They want to be actors, writers, and musical artists. Bears are the laziest creatures on earth. It turns out they can't stand hunting and enjoy sleeping. That's why their winter hibernation lasts for months. Lemurs and jerboas are worried about the future of the planet. They work as politicians and hold the positions of CEOs in many large IT companies. But cats have surprised people most of all. It turns out they have always been intelligent. They just didn't tell us about it because they've been living well enough. Since ancient times, cats have been highly respected in many countries. They stay at houses all day, relax, and bask in the sun. People love them and give them food. It's a great life. When they got collars, they said they didn't want to change anything. Famous fashion houses hire animals as models. You can see lions, gorillas, elephants, lemurs, and koalas in stylish outfits on the covers of magazines. Whales and dolphins are mammals too. They've also become intelligent, but their way of life hasn't changed much. They still like to swim in the seas and oceans. One day, people decided to interview a blue whale, the biggest mammal in the world. The whale said that two things are important in this world: clean water and the ability to communicate at low frequencies with other whales. And be careful with animals that came here from another planet. Then the whale simply swam away instead of answering the question of what it just meant. Over time, people realize that animal intelligence develops faster than that of humans. They build unique exosuits that allow working with their paws like people. A roe deer gets in the exosuit and builds structures with the help of mechanical hands instead of hooves. Using modern technologies, some animals create comfortable houses in the forests. They also install video cameras on trees to monitor people who decide to chop some wood. Then the animals invent their own language. Now they can communicate with each other without collars, using gestures, sounds, and smells. One hundred years later, a group of deer and sheep create their own company to conquer space. Mammals send the first rockets into space and colonize Mars with people. Call your beloved cat to have his dinner, Sir Scratchy. Suddenly, you hear loud stomping. The dishes on the dinner table clink with every thump. A painting's fallen off the wall. Is it an earthquake? No, that's a cat the size of a pony walking into the dining room. It needs ten times as much food as the average cat, and it purrs like a tractor. No, Scratchy, stop rolling. You'll turn over the cupboard. Well, this is one possible scenario for the evolution of animals in the future. Climate, water, oxygen in the air, and even gravity are factors that influence the course of evolution. For example, scientists predict that some bird species will gradually lose their warm feathers. In the future, they will basically look like sphinx cats with beaks and wings. The same thing might happen to our pets. Gradually. Their fur will become shorter until they're completely bald. Urban pests like pigeons and rats will become even bigger, the size of a cat. A few million years ago, rats were barely the size of your little finger. That's because they hid in small burrows and had to be nearly invisible to large predators. Now 
They live in comfortable cellars that humans have built. They can create cozy nests there. And the large amount of food in trash cans keeps them from starving. So they feel quite comfortable and continue to grow in size. Even more, rats have already developed oily fur so that dirty or toxic water can run off them without harming the rodents themselves. Plant-eating mammals, on the other hand, might have it worse. Their food will gradually diminish. With time, there will be fewer forests and greenery on the planet, and some plants will disappear altogether. Eventually, animals like deer, elephants, giraffes, and others will get smaller and smaller because of the lack of food. In addition to shrinking, mammals will have smaller eyes so they don't lose water from their bodies, and their ears will become larger to lose heat through them. Their tails will grow longer to swat away insects. As land mammals become smaller, birds will increase in size. That's because they'll be able to include shrinking animals in their diet, and the muscles of birds will become much stronger because they'll have to fly long distances in search of food. Animals in hot and dry places are more likely to learn how to get water from the air. To do so, they'll need long sails or skin flaps. Early in the morning, when the air is coolest, moisture will accumulate on these new body parts, and some lizards will evolve their collars to a much larger size. Then they'll be able to collect more rainwater. As for the marine world, we can already see some fish jumping out of the water to catch insects. In the course of evolution, fish fins may become longer and stronger so that they can leap further. And gradually, those fins will turn into wings to make them truly flying fish. Perhaps in the future, these fish will hunt small birds. To do that, they'll learn to hold their breath for longer and fly much higher. But the big fish and marine mammals will have a hard time. The ocean will heat up and some species will begin to disappear. The largest inhabitant of the aquatic world, the blue whale, which is the size of two school buses, will shrink in size because there will be less food for it in the ocean. But the population of lizards and reptiles will thrive. They're good at absorbing heat. And with climate change, there will be more insects on our planet, which means more food for lizards. They'll start to increase in size. But now, they'll have to defend themselves against big birds. Their legs will become longer and stronger, so they'll be able to run a lot faster and not get eaten by a bird. And the insects? Well, they'll just explode. Insects will probably live in huge swarms and fly around looking for food. And they'll be angry and hungry because their usual source of food, mammals, will have either ceased to exist or shrunk in size. Humans will change too. Scientists predict that between 1,000 and 1 million years from now, we will completely lose our hair. Our limbs will become thinner and longer and will be about 7 feet tall. Our feet will most likely lose their toes because they're no longer needed to keep our balance. Our head and brain will become more like a balloon, and our lifespan will be more than 100 years. Because humans are at the top of the food chain and don't take part in natural selection, we'll gradually become similar to each other. In tens of millions of years, all humans will probably look the same. Plus, we're developing genetic engineering technology. Luminous rabbits, incredibly sized cows, web-weaving goats, super muscular pigs, and more. But we're more interested in how animals will evolve on their own. So, fast forward ahead in time. 
Humans have long lived on other planets and in other galaxies. Earth has long since become home to animals and plants. The only traces of humans here are giant cities made of metal and concrete that are buried deep underground. And up there, incredible creatures like the Necropteryx live. It's something between an ostrich and a vulture the size of an adult human. Its long and powerful beak is its main tool for protection against predators and for eating. Their strong legs with long claws make them excellent runners. This creature can walk dozens of miles in a day. Necropteryx needs warm fur or feathers. Without humans and the greenhouse effect, the temperature on Earth has dropped. But with a warm jacket, they'll be able to survive even a new ice age. And like ostriches, they reproduce by laying eggs. This is a parashrew. It's like a common shrew, a couple of inches long. But it has an unusual feature, a parachute on its tail. While little, they live in their parents' nests. But when they leave them, they launch themselves into the air and then open a parachute made of thin fur. The warm currents of air rise up and carry them. They can spend up to 24 hours in the air. Then they'll nest elsewhere and their babies will leave their home the same way. The waka. Waka waka. This animal looks like a striped giraffe with only two legs. It'll be one of the fastest creatures on our planet. No predator can beat it in a race. Plus, their eyes are perched high on their head. And with its long neck, the waka can see a threat even when sitting in tall grass. Terabytes are descendants of termites that will appear on Earth in 200 million years. If they see a threat, they'll spew a stream of chemicals, something like acid, from their huge head. Even the biggest predators will be afraid to approach them. Reed stilts are about three and a half feet tall and weigh almost as much as an adult human. Thanks to its striped coloring, a reed stilt is almost invisible in the reeds. It walks on its thin legs through marshy terrain and feeds on small fish. Its long neck and sharp teeth allow it to dash into the water, almost cobra-like. It catches fish and swallows them almost whole. But all of these predictions are very speculative. There are billions of factors that influence the course of evolution. The course of evolution could go the other way at any time. For example, an asteroid hits the Earth, causing a mass extinction and changing our planet's climate. A small percentage of surviving organisms begin to adapt to the new conditions. In a few million years, we'll have animals that none of us could have even imagined. And they're off. The Nile crocodile easily outswims the hippo. They're swimming upstream against a heavy current. But the croc's body is built for swimming through rough water. It weighs as much as two refrigerator freezers and is thought to be the heaviest reptile on Earth. It can swim up to 22 miles per hour. The hippo can't swim. Not really. It just walks on the bottom of the river and pushes off from any big rock it finds. It can close its nostrils whenever it wants to be able to glide a bit through the water, but it's no match for the croc. The croc reaches the shore and starts running through a field. But better make way. The hippo's catching up. It's speeding across the flat terrain. Even though it's huge, the hippo can outsprint a human. The croc was miles ahead, but the hippo's faster on foot. The hippo breaks through the ribbon. It's all over! Beep, beep! Hey there, Roadrunner! What you running from? Wait, hold everything. That coyote is catching up fast. He's right on your tail. The greater Roadrunner can run up to 20 miles per hour, even faster when it's really hungry. 
Despite what you see in cartoons, a coyote is actually twice as fast as a roadrunner. But the cartoon version is way funnier. In lane 1, from the dense jungles of South America, the ever-slow sloth. And right underneath him, in lane 2, we have a typical garden snail. And the race is on for the slowest animal on Earth. With the sloth's top speed clocking in at 0.2 miles per hour, it's no wonder they call it a giant moving pillow. Well, I call them that. The snail is off to a good start. It can cover a small neighborhood in about an hour. This boneless creature has only one foot, which is covered in protective slime. It's too blurry to see, but I think the sloth is still in the same spot. And now it's asleep. It'll probably be asleep through the whole race. A sloth can snooze it up for 15 hours a day. It's asleep for more than half of its life. And look, the snail got out of that sunny patch. Next up, a shady patch. Ooh, it's too close to call. We'll have to wait till the sloth wakes up to get back to this race. A grizzly bear can easily outrun a human. If you're at a picnic and you cook up something a little too yummy, better leave your lunch behind. The fastest a human can sprint is 28 miles per hour, set, of course, by Usain Bolt. So he'd probably be able to run away in time. If you're slower than him, which you are, then you're in trouble. In a one-on-one sprint between a human and a grizzly bear, you're going to be the bear's lunch every time. But out of all the bears, which one's the fastest? Polar bears, grizzly bears, brown bears, sun bears, and the cute cuddly panda bear. On your marks, get set, go! The tension is palpable. The grizzly and the brown bear are claw to claw. A brown bear can easily run as fast as a grizzly. The sun bear is the smallest bear in the race. It's about 6 feet long, or tall, or whatever. It just can't keep up. The polar bear got off to a great start, but it just doesn't have the speed of the grizzly or brown bear. Grizzly takes the lead. No, it's the brown bear. Now grizzly. Wait, where's panda? What's it doing? I don't think it knows it's a race, but isn't it cute? It just finished its third bamboo stick. A panda bear can eat up to 28 pounds of bamboo a day. That's like a lot. But it's off. It found its shortcut and is rolling down that hill. It zooms past the grizzly and the brown bear. It's all over. Panda wins. Sorry, bears. We all know that the panda isn't exactly fast. It's actually one of the slowest bears. Still, if you see a panda rolling down the hill in your direction, run. A Boeing 747 has a top speed of around 620 miles per hour. The fastest bird is the gray-headed albatross. It can fly up to 80 miles per hour and stay up there for 10 hours without landing. The peregrine falcon is faster, but only when it's diving straight down to grab some takeout. Watch out, pigeon! Wow! Big planes take a long time to get up in the air. But the albatross? It's up and off in a few seconds. It's in the lead. But a few minutes later, back to Slowmoville. The sloth's awake. That's good. But so far, it's only managed to lift its arm to reach that tree branch. The garden snail's still trying to get past that big rock. Sloths spend a lot of their time as motionless as possible so that they don't become someone else's breakfast. Not great training for a race. But hold on! Player 3 has entered the race. It's the Galapagos tortoise. Its powerful front legs carry this tank of an animal. It's a whopping four times faster than a garden snail. This just got interesting. 
we got ourselves the race that'll last a century. The tortoise is running and dodging every obstacle. Nothing can stop it. Hey, no cheating, sloth. Don't be dropping tree branches from up there. Deep underground, a mole's busy burrowing around. A mole can eat as many earthworms as his own body weight and can dig around 15 feet per hour. The American badger is the fastest digging animal in the world and is surprisingly fast on land. It can almost match the speed of a human on a good day. Head-to-head, the American badger wins the tunnel race pretty easily. Too bad the mole can't see where it's going. Moles aren't really blind. They just have terrible eyesight, and they're colorblind. And they can't wear glasses down there. Ah, the proud cheetah. It's sprinting across the savanna at warp speed. I've been the fastest land mammal for millions of years. I got this! The fastest cheetah on record was a sprinter named Sarah. When she was 11, she ran the 100 meters in under 6 seconds. A cheetah can run up to 80 miles per hour if it sees something tasty. Sarah was raised in an American zoo and was one of the first cheetahs to have a puppy buddy when she was growing up. Alexa and Sarah, friends forever. But soaring above Sarah is a humble little bat. And that bat is making Sarah look slow. The Brazilian free-tailed bat can hit 100 miles per hour. It's the fastest mammal on the planet. Now, time for some shrinking. First of the blocks is the Australian tiger beetle. It charges forward at 6 miles per hour. It may not seem like much, but relative to its size, it's lightning fast. That's like a human running alongside a high-speed train. Running in the inside lane is the Saharan silver ant. Ants are team players and are strongest when they're working together. But even one ant can be amazingly strong. An ant can lift hundreds of times its own weight and can sprint like there's no tomorrow. Usain Bolt can hit four strides per second. This silver ant does 50. Scientists even discovered that these little ants like to gallop once they reach their top speed. Our last contender, the fastest animal on Earth. It's none other than this tiny mite. It's only the size of a sesame seed. If we go by body lengths per second, this microscopic animal outruns everything else on the planet. It's believed to run almost twice as fast as the tiger beetle. And if it were human size, it would run faster than the speed of sound. Um, let's get back to the crawlers. They finish yet? The tortoise is in the lead. The snail finally got past that large rock. And the sloth is on its way to branch number two. The tortoise is three feet away from the finish line. Wow, I just can't take much more of this excitement. But I think I have time for a latte. That's it for today. So hey, if you pacified your curiosity, then give the video a like and share it with your friends. Or if you want more, just click on these videos and stay on the bright side. A human year is not the same as a dog year. You might have thought that dogs age seven times faster than we do, but it's not that simple. A dog that's been around for one year is, in fact, already 31. It will most likely even have its own little puppies running around. But here's where it gets tricky. Two human years don't necessarily mean that your dog is 62 either. Your buddy will need to be around four in our years before it reaches old age. A four-year-old dog will be 50, but a seven-year-old dog will be 62. And an eight-year-old dog will only be 64. So, they age faster, but also slower and slower as time passes by. The next time you're celebrating your best bud's birthday, be sure to put lots of candles on the cake.
and buy even more presents than you normally would. A common misconception is that dogs are colorblind. They're not, but they don't see color exactly as we do. They have trouble distinguishing between their reds and greens. It all just looks like a mash of gray, brown, blue, and even yellowy tones. That's because their eyes lack one of three photoreceptors needed to perceive colors fully. You can't teach an old dog new tricks. Wrong! Because of their old age, they might need more persistence from you, but it's not impossible. The key here is to be as positive as you can. If you see they're not feeling up to it right now, that's okay. Let them rest. And in a little bit, you can pick the training session back up. Reward still needs to be a big part of the whole ordeal. After Max successfully speaks, give it its favorite biscuit. Then, it'll speak on command whenever you ask it to. That dog has shoes on. They might seem unnecessary, but today the weather's 90 degrees outside. Imagine walking with your bare feet on asphalt during this heat. You'd feel like you're stepping on lava, and so would your pup. Some dogs are better equipped to handle different weather conditions. But dog shoes can prevent your little buddy from harming its paws. It's the same during winter. When it's freezing cold, you wouldn't just walk around without a jacket on, so make sure your buddy is warm too. Dogs with a lot of fur don't need to get their hair cut to feel lighter. They have what's called an undercoat. In winter, it gets thicker, which gives your buddy an extra layer of protection from the cold. Then, during springtime, your dog will shed some of its fur. It's that same undercoat that will keep your dog comfy during hotter days. When you shave a dog's fur, the new one coming in might get curly or entangled. It might just be better to leave it as is. You can also find different alternatives to keep them cool. Keep it in the shade when they're out and always bring a bottle of cold water with you so your buddy's always refreshed. At home, you can put damp towels for them to lie on. If you have a garden, you can also turn its sprinklers on and let Max run free. It'll exercise and have lots of fun. Not all dogs are great swimmers, but all dogs love swimming. If yours can't swim all that well, it might be because it has a bulky chest and a large flat head. In fact, it might not even be able to stay afloat. Get it a swimming vest designed especially for dogs. Some people might say a slightly open window is enough to keep a dog in the car. This isn't true because after spending just a few minutes in a heated or cold car might mean severe health implications for your best friend. Some states even let you let a dog out of the car if you see it in there to let it breathe. If your dog can't stand mail carriers, it might be because it's trying to protect you. They bark because they're trying to alert you, their pack leader, that the vicious mail carrier is coming. You can fix this by introducing them to one another. This way, your dog will recognize them as a friend and not a villain. Unlike you, your dog isn't yawning because it's sleepy. Yawning is a way for them to show anxiety. If it doesn't like cats and there's one around, it could yawn. Or maybe there's a new person in the house and Max isn't feeling comfortable in their presence. Or you take your dog to a play date, but they're not getting along. Max keeps yawning because he's getting upset. Yawning is also a way to show you it's running out of patience. It might be time for both of you to leave. Dogs eat grass when they're sick, but this isn't always the case. Catching your dog eating grass when you've been talking to your friend for way longer than you should have 
probably means it's just bored. They do it to be rebellious, too. Or just because it's fun. It won't be a problem if the grass isn't treated. Either way, just make sure it doesn't eat too much of it. Otherwise, head out to the vet. Even a little bit of chocolate is poisonous for your pup and should be kept hidden away at all times. This includes cocoa powder and baker's chocolate. This applies to cats, too. If you suspect that your pet has eaten a large amount of chocolate, take it to the vet's office immediately. Well-trained dogs will do what they're supposed to and obey commands, but don't think they'll never bite you. It can act out of emotion. Imagine your dog scared. You've put it in an uncomfortable situation with lots of new faces. This has been going on for a while, and Max isn't able to control his emotions anymore. So, a new person tries to reach it to give it a pet and gets punished. Nothing harsh, but it was unexpected. Maybe it felt like it needed to be defensive. Thinking they're protecting and guarding you is another reason why a dog might bite. Or if they're feeling too intimidated by whoever it might be. You've got two dogs and you're about to enter your house. One of them is waiting for you in its bed. It doesn't make a big whoop about it rather than wagging its tail. The other one comes running to the door. It whimpers, jumps, and wags its whole body while running in circles around you. This doesn't mean it loves you more. It just means it's not properly trained yet. Tail wagging doesn't always mean your dog is excited. You can observe a dog's tail to understand what it's feeling. If it holds its tail high but isn't moving it, it's alert but also trying to assert its leadership. Still held high, the tail is moving now. It means the feelings changed a bit. It's alert but happy. It's still trying to show it's the boss here. But at least it's feeling excited now. When its tail is between the legs, your dog's feeling afraid. Or, if there's an alpha dog around, it might mean your buddy admits its leadership. A tail that's held straight out means the dog is taking in new information, feeling the room. It's not reacting though, it'll stay neutral while doing this. If a dog's tail is wagging fast, it means excitement. The faster they wag their tail, the more excited they are. A slow wag conveys insecurity. It might be because of another dog or person. Now, imagine your dog is wagging its entire body. You even see its hips wagging. This means it's friendly. It might happen when you're in the elevator, and it spots its best friend from the apartment complex. The worst wag of them all is an extremely fast vertical wagging tail. When doing this, your dog can be mean to others. It might be feeling territorial over you. It's best to remove yourself from the situation. If your dog's tail is wagging to the right, it means it's more relaxed. And a left wagging tail means stress. Leopard seals look so cute, don't they? You wouldn't expect a creature with such lovely eyes to harm you, especially since, on TV, seals were always represented as playful animals who like to goof around with humans. But leopard seals are apex predators you shouldn't trust that much. After all, they got the name after a black spotted coat, similar to the one a big cat has. That means they're at the top of the food chain, with rarely any other animal ready to oppose them. It's not that common, but there are known cases where they attacked humans. They're generally more aggressive than other seals. And they're not animals that play well with others. Generally, they prefer to spend time by themselves. 
The ends of their mouths are permanently curled upward, which looks like they always smile. Since they're solitary animals, finding a partner is harder, so they vocalize to attract it. They even sometimes sing underwater. Dingoes. When you see one, you might think you're looking at an average street dog. But be careful. Dingoes are more closely related to wolves than dogs. They're the biggest land predator in Australia and apex predators. They go after their prey in packs. When they get together, they can confront even bigger animals like the red kangaroo. They generally avoid humans, but when in significant numbers, you should avoid them. Who doesn't love pandas? Because they look so adorable and innocent, they've become a symbol of kindness and peace. Also, they're very lazy since they spend most of their time resting and eating bamboo. Sounds peaceful, but you better not mess with them. If you accidentally cross a panda's territory or the animal senses you're a danger, it can hurt you. They have strong jaws and claws, and in most cases, they're way stronger than humans. They rarely attack humans, but you're safer knowing that pandas are one of those animals you should leave to enjoy their own peace. Slow Loris. These animals are so slow that even when something dangerous is approaching, they just stop moving. And don't let their big wide eyes and tiny nose get you. This creature may be adorable, but its bite is venomous and can get you into a lot of trouble. Scientists say Slow Loris tends to mimic a cobra. It's one of the few venomous mammals in the animal kingdom. And they don't secrete the venom in their mouth like a majority of other animals. Their secret lies in a sweat gland on their arms. So when you think about it, it's not a cute teddy bear, but more like a real little monster. The same goes with koalas. They look so calm, but they'll also attack you if they see you as a threat. It's not that they're typically dangerous animals. They spend most of their time high in eucalyptus trees since they sleep 22 hours a day. And if you came across a koala in the wild, the animal would probably just climb higher so it could avoid you. But if it felt threatened, it would most likely use its teeth and claws as a defense. A swan does not only look delicate and graceful, but romantic too. Many associate swans with true love, but in their case, love hurts because these animals could really harm you. If they see you as a potential danger, they'll do whatever it takes to protect themselves and especially their young. First, they will start hissing like a cat and then flap their giant wings. You should already be running at this point because they can use their strong beaks to pull, bite, and hit with their powerful wings. Platypus. This one looks a bit like a mythical creature and a combination of different animals. Take a look at its webbed feet and the snout. Definitely a duck, right? It has the fur of an otter and a paddle tail like a beaver. And they look so graceful when you see them swimming underwater using their webbed front feet. But they're not so elegant while walking on land. You see their nails come out so they can walk better. Also, the males are venomous. You can see sharp stingers on the heels of their rear feet. And remember, they'll use them for self-defense. Poison Dart Frog A toad looks way more dangerous than this small, charming one that looks surprisingly beautiful, considering it's a frog. But in reality, a toad is just not that good-looking. It won't harm you, unlike a poison dart frog. There are over a hundred poison dart frog species, and they all have different toxicity levels. The golden one is the most dangerous, that can take down 10 humans if they only touch it. A 
hedgehog has a special place in most people's hearts. Looking at this cute creature curling up like a little ball and running so innocently. But it's still a prickly animal that uses the spikes when it feels it needs to defend itself from something dangerous. Its quills can puncture your skin, and well, that hurts. The anteater. With their warm, benign eyes, anteaters look so harmless. They don't even have teeth to defend themselves and hurt us. But they do have claws. They mostly use them to get food, but they won't hesitate to use them when they believe you could harm them. Also, did you know their tongues are covered in spikes? Yup, that's their main tool for collecting food. And their tongue can be up to two feet long. It's long and narrow, so anteaters can easily maneuver it down into some pretty narrow spaces to look for termites and ants for lunch. Owls are not even that adorable, but they look so shy and clever. Plus, you'd never say they even pay any attention to you. But what can really make them mad is if you come closer and interfere with their nests. They have big, sharp claws, so it's not an animal you want to mess with. They can rotate their heads 270 degrees, so even if you're coming from their back, don't think they won't see you. Kangaroos aren't generally those animals that go around looking for trouble, but if you face them, they're not afraid to stand up for themselves and show you who's in charge. They can go after a human as if it's another kangaroo. Their arms are very strong, and they're even able to grapple with you with their forepaws. But it's way worse when they kick out with their hind legs. Deer look like they came from an idyllic fairy tale, but be careful. Males have antlers, and it can be tricky if you come too close and they perceive you as a potential threat. They also have a habit of trampling private gardens and eating what they find. They can be dangerous for some domestic animals people have in their backyards, especially dogs. Red foxes can't harm us looking like that, right? They can carry the rabies virus, so it's better not to interact with them too much, even though they generally avoid humans. They can be aggressive towards them and some small animals. They're pretty unpredictable, so be careful. Raccoons look friendly and cute, and it seems that the only trouble they can bring is turning over your trash can, but not quite. These little fellas are definitely not afraid to show their teeth when they sense something dangerous, even though it's just you going out to see what's making that noise in your trash can. And their little paws might be cute at first, but they're hiding sharp claws you wouldn't want to mess with. Tarsiers are among the tiniest and most adorable primates in the world. Although the first thing you'd want to do when you see one is to give them a hug, you better think twice. They're not outright dangerous, but they're not fans of humans trying to touch them, so they can react pretty neurotically if that happens. Better admire them from a distance. Lions, elephants, and bears! Oh my! Three of the most beautiful yet intimidating members of the animal kingdom. But what intimidates these creatures, if anything? You might be surprised. Let's take a look. How about we start with the universally recognized king of the jungle, the lion. We'll get to the elephants in a moment, but there's actually one in the room. You know, the one that claims that a certain jungle cat is afraid of the most vital substance known to man? A small hint, it covers 70% of Earth's surface. So, is it true? Is the ferocious lion afraid of water? It's actually a myth. Lions enjoy taking a dip in the water because it allows them to cool off. This makes sense if you think about the climates the creatures have to face. 
Temperatures in a savanna climate range from 68 to 86 degrees Fahrenheit. You know all of us humans hit the beach whenever the weather is like that. So why should we expect anything different from the lion? Especially given that the creatures typically carry around between 280 and 420 pounds of weight, as well as a thick coat of fur. The ironic thing about this whole lions are afraid of water myth is that they're actually fantastic swimmers. The same goes for all of your other favorite large cats from these warm weather climates, such as tigers, leopards, jaguars, and ocelots. It's actually large cats from cold climates that do their best to avoid water. This applies to such felines as bobcats, lynxes, and snow leopards. The latter lives in places like the cold alpine tundra biome. That's a rocky mountainous area. Temperatures there, on average, get as low as 33 degrees Fahrenheit. Again, it makes perfect sense that these big, cold-weather cats despise water. Getting their fur coats wet would dampen their chances of staying warm. Pun intended. I don't think you have to look too far to piece together where this lions are afraid of water myth comes from. In fact, there's a good chance for some of you watching this video that the reason is near your computer screen right now, jumping around and causing mischief. That's right, we may have jumped ourselves to a conclusion that certain behavioral aspects of our own pet cats would match that of a lion. House cats, though related to all the previously mentioned big cats, are not actually directly descended from them. They instead have developed over millions of years from a single wild ancestor that still exists in the wild today, the Near Eastern Wildcat. As water is not plentiful in the Middle East, these cats were not exposed to it to any great degree. Like their descendants, they only appreciate it as a food source. As you likely see with your pet, they hardly bathe, swim, or interact with water in general. Lucky for them, they don't even need to. These domestic felines use their tongues to clean themselves. They can do this because their tongues have tiny hook-shaped papillae. They assist cats in grooming out knots and keeping the coat clean, sweet-smelling, and in overall mm. immaculate shape. Cats, in general, are individualistic creatures. And you may be screaming at your screen right now proclaiming that your cat, in fact, loves water. And this is definitely possible. Some cats even like to play with water. For example, drips from the tap or bubbles in the bath. There are specific breeds of house cats that are known to enjoy the aqua life more than others. The Turkish Van, for example, which is also appropriately known as the swimming cat. It's believed that the breed developed an affinity for water by swimming in Lake Van to cool down. This lake is in the area the animals evolved from. Moving on to a problem a cat definitely doesn't have to deal with. Have you ever heard of musophobia, also known as suriphobia? Both words are valid names for a fear of mice and rats. There is a common belief that one particular animal that has this fear is the beautiful elephant. That's right, the same animal that, depending on the species, stands at the height of roughly 10 feet and weighs about 9,000 pounds. It's supposedly afraid of a creature that is a mere 4 inches in length and weighs less than one pound. But why did this belief appear? Well, the reasoning for this rumor is based on the possibility that elephants are paranoid about mice climbing inside their trunks. If a mouse succeeded in doing this, there would be a potential that it could cause irritation and blockage within the trunk. 
Now, I'm not trying to be the guy who spoils parties, but it looks like this belief is also a myth. Researchers claim that there's no concrete evidence that suggests elephants are afraid of mice. The most they'll concede is that the giant animal may sometimes take fright by the sudden appearance of the tiny rodent, which is the exact same for ourselves. Experts also claim that even if a mouse did get inside an elephant's trunk, the latter could effortlessly blow it back out with a puff of air. There's also some evidence that, in most cases, the animal remains unbothered by rodents and even allows mice to climb on their heads and trunks. Researchers are sure that as long as an elephant is healthy, there's no other animal that it fears simply because of its size. So, lions aren't afraid of water, elephants don't seem to be afraid of mice, then are any of these animal fear rumors real? Hmm. We're probably going to be left just as disappointed by asking if a bear has any legit fear, right? Well, ladies and gentlemen, please give a round of applause for none other than people's best friend. That's right, bears do feel quite uncomfortable whenever they are around dogs. And all this despite a very distant genetic link to them. When the two creatures encounter each other, the dog has the ability to chase, intimidate, corner, or antagonize the bear.